talk to you of art. Yes. For there is nothing else. Are you all ready to join you today in our trip to all the Come along quietly or not. We can have all the talent in the world and never get anywhere. Some farmers bait a hook let you bite upon it. And now, without further ado, Okay, folks, welcome to another episode of Planet Shivers. I'm Albert Shivers, and I'm here with Isaac Wilson on doing the rest of the sound. Hello. And our guest today is Sandy Carter, visual artist and local here in Strasbourg, in East Strasbourg. Thanks for doing this show. Oh, thank you. So I guess we could start at the beginning um, with how you got started in art. I went to, um, after I graduated high school, I went to the Art Institute of Pittsburgh for okay. commercial art, which is advertising. Okay. But they also did free art. It wasn't all uh, advertising. And that's mm. where I learned how to do this painting, this style of painting. Yeah, so I would say like your, your style of painting is definitely photorealism. Yes. <laughs> and um, so you kind of got started doing that when you went to college in Pittsburgh. Right. Yeah, from Shalone Newman, which is a very famous, well-known artist. Um, right now he's into infusion. When I had him in 79, he would take a pen and do these, like Isaac, little drawings with a ballpoint pen. That's how the class started, and then we went to that. So when you were going through that, did you do work for like any specific companies, like the advertising stuff? No, I... Um, well, I had a child and stayed okay. home, and all I did was paint gotcha. from the school. I went to some advertising agencies and helped if they needed a helper. Okay. So I did that, right. but I didn't stick with the advertising. Okay. When you were young, like, did you do art as a child? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and in, our, in high school, I, that was my major. Okay. And I'm also a screen printer. Oh, nice. Yeah. Cool. Then um, you moved to New York. Correct. Troy, New York, up mm -hmm. by Albany. What did, what what kind of stuff did you do up there? That's where I was painting. Okay. Yeah, basically that's all I did. <laughs> gotcha. What did you end up in um, galleries up there or in the city or at all? Um, I had people come to the house and buy my paintings. Like people I knew, friends that I knew, mm -hmm. they got one, and then whoever saw theirs called me and asked me if they could come over to the house, and I'd just lay them out all across the sofa. And then they looked at them and they took what they wanted. That's how I sold them. Gotcha. gotcha. And like what, a lot of your art that I've seen so far and like looking you up and stuff and seeing your work at the gallery here, um, you work in a lot of reflections. That's what it into is. Your stuff. Which really, not only like from what I've seen, like people either don't catch it right away and then when they do, it really, you know, blows their right. mind that they're looking at the reflection in a window. Was there something specific in creating those reflections or that something that, you know, spoke to you to make you want to recreate it in art? It had to do with the reflections because I would go and look at all the buildings and what reflection I saw, because we all see different, like the depth of it, that's what I liked. Because the more, and that's exactly what people would do, they would stand there and they'll look at it, and then all of a sudden they'll say, 
oh, I see it. And then they go back into the reflections on mm -hmm. how far. And also by coincidence, and it didn't take me until after painting maybe 20 or so years, my husband is in every one of my paintings because he takes the picture for me because he's tall. Okay. I tell him what to take, but he takes it. And I, we neither one of us ever noticed that he was in my paintings until <laughs> one day I was, I was up at Bakil at an art show and I actually won first place for the best painting two years in a row. And that's when I noticed that Mark was in all my paintings. <laughs> but so these photographs, they're mostly taken in New York. There's one um, with the, I imagine it's the headlight of a car, is, in, is that one in Bangor? That is a motorcycle. Oh, okay. And that's Bangor. If you look in it, you can see all these buildings, even actually where the Cali Candy Kitchen was originally, okay. is one of those buildings. They're not oh, wow. there anymore. Yeah. But that's actually Bangor. And then this is, then there's, most of them are Troy, New York, or Pittsburgh, well, this is Pittsburgh, and that was one of the first paintings I've ever done, and I, Mark dug it out of the attic and brought it down, and I said, you can't show him. He loved it. The guy at the gallery, and he yeah. took it. I was like, nah. And he was like, yeah, I'm taking that one. So that one was done like in 80, I would be my guess. It was in the attic. <laughs> What's the title on that one? Uh, hair. Hair, dude. It's like a, yeah, it's a long That's awesome. And then the snowman is not the hyperphotorealism style. Right. Because that's the other kind of painting. I just do whatever. Cool. And it, so most of these are oil. All of them are oil, okay. yeah. Okay. I never used anything but oil. Because you have to really know how to mix the color. That's the only thing. If you cannot mix that color that you're seeing, mm -hmm. forget it. It's not going to work. Because it's not. you're not going to get the contrast okay. of what's going on. And mm -hmm. I always start with the dark areas first. Okay. So then I can see it. Trust me. I know it like the back of my hand by the time I'm done because I'm looking at this photograph. Or I took it and right. I pretty much can do it sometimes just remembering. Hmm. That's the type of painting it is. So when you say um, contrast, do you mean the contrast between like the foreground and the reflection? Yeah, because in reflections, a lot of times when you do a painting, you don't use black. You make your own black. You mm -hmm. don't use the color black. But when you're doing this type of painting, you have to use the black because that's what you're seeing. You can't mix a black. Mm -hmm. And there's, you know, there's three different kinds of black, like the zinc and the Mars, and um, what's the other one? And depending on the wet, what uh, area it is, the difference is some are warm and some are cool. And then that's how you, you can tell which color you need there, whether it's a warm black or a dark black. But that is the only time I use actual black paint. Hmm. But you need it because it's a reflection. You can't. And then everything else, I, I have to say, I'm one of the best blenders of colors. You can tell me what, give me a picture or something, and I can write to the detail. I can get that. And that's another part of doing this. You have to get the right color. Mm -hmm. It doesn't work. So that's what I do. This sounds very intimidating. So it's impressive. Yeah, I, I'm actually impressed with myself on that. I gotta <laughs> tell you, because <laughs> I can really do it. So, yeah, it's fun. But the drawing of it mm -hmm. is, um, you have to do it in one shot. 
you project we I used to use slides but I can't do that anymore I can't even find the film the mm -hmm. slide film so I have to use the computer with one of those projectors and it's not quite as crisp, crisp as a slide can mm -hmm. be but you have to set it up and you project it and I pick the composition that I want and everything and then I have to stand there and do it until the whole thing is drawn. You can't walk away because if you move the floor the machines start right. moving or and I nail the canvas to the wall so it doesn't move okay. and um, I'm pretty good at that too. Sometimes it can take hours though because you uh, that's another thing you have to have the exact drawing again it's not okay. going to work you have to have that people usually say that i'm just painting by numbers because that's what it looks like before i do it right. and i just laugh at them oh yeah <laughs> yeah anybody that's a ignorant thing to say they're just not involved yeah, yeah. i just basically laugh at them hmm. so so just for the sake of just the audience um how detailed like you get right down to it when you're doing that original drawing yes. as much as you can? Yeah, you know, probably have a picture of it because I've been taking a picture every day that I work on it so that I can see the progress, you know, how I'm doing. Now this is how much I had done. I don't know if you can see the drawing. It's all pencil. Oh, yeah. Okay. yeah, you see that? That's crazy. Yeah. It's almost like looking at a, a wireframe, something, just like it's made out of crystal, just like every little contour. Yes, kind of, yeah, it really cool. is. And then another one that I'm in the process of working on, which I've never done, this is a puddle. Oh, okay. oh wow. Yeah, that's something I'm seeing, never did anything like that. Mm -hmm. And Mark is not in it. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I'm working on that one too. And then, where's the other one? A girl that's a photographer, that's what she does. And she's a friend of my daughter's. And she took this picture one day and it reminded her of my paintings. Okay. So she asked me if I'd do it for her. So it's real close to being done, but that's what that Yeah, was. it's looking real good. Yeah, she'll be happy with that. So now the average, um, like this one you're working on now with the girl and taking the photo in the window. But how long does that take you? From empty canvas to you're done? Oh, geez. Well... I would say probably 20 hours if that, but because I'm a lot faster now than I was when I started. Okay. I, I can sit down and within an hour I can have a good part of that painting done. And because it's oil, you do have to let it dry, but I have a stick that has a little thing on it, mm -hmm. so my arm is resting on the stick and not the painting. Okay. Because I can't touch the oil. That had right. happened before. Hmm. I also had a kid I was babysitting for. One of my paintings I had out, I did not know. I didn't have him next to me. He's upstairs with my paint, and he does all these red things over the bottom of oh my, my painting. Gosh. Oh, jeez. I fixed it. I told him, it's okay, it's okay. Don't worry about <laughs> it. But, yeah, I never expected that. <laughs> so. So was the first one you just showed us, was that also mannequins? With the... Jackets was I seeing that right? Yeah. Yeah, that's in New York City, and it was that um, corner building. I don't know if they call it uh, Iron Building. Well, I can't remember where it is, but that's what it is. You're looking on the corner. Yeah, the, the, there was one of my favorite ones I sold as I did a, the train station in uh, Albany from the highway, the way I took it. Mm. I, I have to find Donna. She has it. I 
to send me a picture of that because it was one of the favorite ones I ever did. Was that one, and I did one of Saks in Pittsburgh, which okay. was sold. But I was there a couple of years ago, and Pittsburgh is like nothing like it was when I was there, and okay. the stores closed. So I took a picture of what was left and I sent it to Kelly to see, and she said it looks the same. Mm. Whatever I did still looks the same that the store is gone. The name wow. is off of it. That's about it. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So what, um, when you were there, what has changed like to now? How do you remember it differently? In Pittsburgh? Pittsburgh? Yeah. Uh, a lot of chain, uh, chain restaurants came in and not your personal thing and everything. And the okay. school was downtown. It moved over to another part of Pittsburgh. But Pittsburgh basically didn't change except like their stadiums or sports things. Okay. And I, then Art Institute did have a, its own building. And we went over and looked at it. But sadly, they went out of business this year. All the Art Institutes. Wow. Yeah. But that's what it was like. I loved Pittsburgh. Mm. It was great. People were really nice too. Cool. Yeah. So what brought you to Troy, New York then? My husband. Okay. <laughs> that's how I got up there. Gotcha. Yeah. So did you do a lot of stuff in, uh, how close is Troy to the city? I'm not even sure. Oh, no, it's about three and a half away from New York City. Oh, okay. But okay. it's next to Albany, the capital. Okay. So you have gotcha. all that. Yeah. Did a lot do, of schools. Did you do a lot of art stuff in Albany? or the What I did in Albany basically was screen print, because there's a lot of colleges there. Okay. So painting was kind of my side thing, but mm-hmm. I still sold them. Cool. What kind of screen printing, like for clothing? Clothing, and I also did a big poster thing. I can't remember if it was the newspaper, what place was doing it, but I did screen print the words. They made it look like a big, huge postcard, so I printed the back of it to make it look that way. Mm-hmm. Other than that, yeah, I basically did clothes. Cool. Yeah, yeah. it is. I still do it, actually. <laughs> Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah, I have all my stuff. Was it after this that you then like became a teacher? Or was it? That was because that was it was really a very good thing for me. My friend's daughter went to the the school when it was private and they needed an art teacher. Mm-hmm. And everybody they brought in wasn't working. So mm-hmm. my friend told them about me and I went in and they interviewed me and seeing it was a private school, you didn't need anything. Right. And um, so they said, sure, give it a shot. And I did really well because there was nobody that would take art in that school when I got there. And actually, the the first couple classes I had when they asked me, are you going to make me make us do something? I said, yeah, it's called art. One girl got up and says, "Okay, let's go. She picks the whole class up and they left. Wow. (laughs) So the first year I was there was very strange. But after that, I had a lot of kids that liked to do it because I didn't make them do certain things. I let them do their creativity and do what they wanted mm-hmm. is basically what it is, except the little kids, they had to have uh, assignments. But the high school, it was really very cool to see all the different art that these kids could do. I can imagine. Man, it really was. And what's fun about this now is that you were Isaac's teacher. Yes. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I saw Isaac since he was in sixth grade. Yeah. Well, so each year. It was a couple of years. I don't think he was um, in there. A lot of times, though, it was just me and him. 
because in the high school scheduling, right, yeah, he was his, that he was the only one at that period of time that wanted to do art. Okay. So I got to know Isaac very well. <laughs> cool. Yeah. What kind of, What kind of student was he? Uh, over creativity. He's very, in very many ways. I, I don't even just everything you can talk to him about. Yeah. He knows everything, <laughs> and he's very. I learned a lot from Isaac. I really did. So, yeah, I, I really did. Cool. Yeah, I had conversations with him. He, he actually he was very quiet until I brought up the subject of dreams. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I told everybody, Isaac talked. <laughs> they were like, really? I said, yeah, he talked. So it was very cool. Yeah, it was cool. I probably, I probably did most of my drawing like in that class. Well, just, I mean, at that school anyway, like from the time I was. Most of my drawing was done there, and yeah, yeah, our classes, so yeah, yeah, it's cool. Yeah, they seem to really like it, so I don't know. <laughs> I talk to a lot of the kids still; they tell me what they're doing. Cool. Yeah, it is. It's nice to be proud of them and see how they did mm -hmm. when they're so little. How long did you teach for? Twelve years. Okay. Mm -hmm. Cool. It was it was the best. There's no better way to say it. <laughs> I remember there was one senior that came in, and she was fit to be tied because of going to college. So I gave her a couple of canvases, palette knives, and all the paint she wanted. And I said, just go for it. You'll feel a lot better. She did three of them. And when she left, she said, oh, she thanked me because she really did feel so much better. <laughs> so I got them to understand that that helps them too. So Yeah, like, like therapeutic kind yeah. of thing. Yeah, and it did work, which was yeah, nice. Definitely. And now I have a grandson that I'm on that direction with. Okay. <laughs> Gotcha. And you're still painting now? Oh yeah, I'm painting more now because okay. I don't have a job. So I'm that space in many different areas too, hmm. for you know to go in. I even actually picked up watercolors the other day. I'm not a watercolor painter. Oh, okay. But I did. <laughs> so how are, you, how are you liking it? I uh, some do, some don't. My husband's really good at it, and I took Benjamin and had him do it, and he really liked it. So, but it was something different. To do than yeah. oil painting, right. yeah. so I did that. I find like with watercolor, it's it's what I found to like about it is to let the drips like do their thing, so mm -hmm. to speak. Like when I went to um, school doing art, um, and we weren't like if you dripped, you were dead wrong. Mm -hmm. You know, it just couldn't. Nope, you're wrong. You you screwed it up. Right, and Later, when I went back to it, which was somewhat recently, um, I was like, I'm going to drip everywhere. And I'm going to like make that part of the art. Just because up until this point, I've had that hanging in my head. like Right. That it just made me not want to do go back to watercolor. But it is a good field. Oh, yeah. If you can do it, to be honest with you. Mm -hmm. With teachers like that, when I was in art school, I got stuck all three courses with this uh, uh, draw the body. And he would make you measure. And it was like, nobody's like, nobody's built the same. Right. And he'd bring in models that you would do, yet he'd come over and measure. And I never do drawings of people. Okay. <laughs> so did you guys have, did he make you draw them to scale then? Yeah, everything. Wow. I mean, you, and it's like, no, her, her arm is longer than whatever you're measuring there. Right. But no, you had to do it that way. That was one teacher I had that was just... All I can remember, all of us in that class were like, oh, dear God, here we go. <laughs> yeah. 
So did you again? You guys did a little bit of everything. Oh yeah, always... and it's nothing like with the computers now. Like with type, we mm -hmm. literally had to sit there with a T square and a triangle, and you literally had to draw the type that you wanted to use, and then you had to take it somewhere and get a stat picture of it, mm -hmm. and nothing like this. And when you did an ad, you had to have the overlays, and you had to cut the. Um, it was red acid, no, not acetate, I can't even remember what, film. You okay. would cut it so you would have layers like this, like the black would be one, just the color of the black is cut out of it. Then you put another piece of acetate over top and you would do yellow. Same thing, and then that's how they printed it. Now you can just go on the computer yeah. and do it. Did you guys make stencils for the layer? Yeah, everything. <laughs> we did everything that you can do on the computer now. Your work has a whole bunch of detail in it, and you went to college through all that. Mm -hmm. What's your opinion on computer art and all that's, you know? I think the computer art is, is good, only it's, it's that a lot of the artists is the ones that don't have jobs. Because right. they, they um, but you can see the difference in their creativity. Like a lot of kids even in school had told me that um, you can tell an artist, artist is not doing the commercials because there's no, they're just there. And they were saying they don't have what they used to have, the creativity and the whole thing. And that's the difference, okay. is that you, they can get a person who's not an artist but knows how to do a logo on a computer, but it doesn't right. exactly have the design that an artist can give you. Right. So that's what I think it did. It kind of killed the commercial artist mm -hmm. or advertising artist for that reason. Yeah, the other yeah. thing, automated. Right, it's it's totally different. But the, a lot of kids that were going to go into that program, they liked that I told them that, which I feel they should know that. Right. You still seem to know the basics before you go to the computer, and you'd understand it better. Just like with the camera, because we had photography too, okay. but we had a real camera, and we were, I hate to say a real camera, but you mm -hmm. know, you set everything, and we printed our own pictures. Mm -hmm. And now you, a kid just gets a digital camera. I mean, of course, there's the ones out there that you can use the same, but it's so easy for them to take a really good picture automatically and not understand what they're doing with the ASP and all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. They don't know what they're doing. So I think they should be taught how to use how to do that first, and then you can go to the digital. Right. And that's the same thing with art, I think, with the right. advertising art. So did you do photography also? I do that personally. Okay. You know, I've been asked to do stuff. I don't sell any of it. I just do it. Mm. Yeah, they like how I can take um, candid shots. Okay. <laughs> they always say I get perfect pictures that way, so that's what I do with that. But hmm. Isaac knows. I always had the camera <laughs> in my hand. <laughs> I have thousands of photographs. Yes. <laughs> I did. It was fun. Do you do like, yeah. any nature photography? Most of my pictures, a lot of them are my flowers I grow, yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, that I do do, a lot of. And I've even painted my garden, looking out my window where I have my studio, mm -hmm. and painted them just from that, just looking out the window and doing right. that way. I've done that too, which is interesting. And once I did a lot, uh, a couple of years ago or so, um, Hop Hopper, that artist, am I saying that right? I'm not sure. Yeah. I don't know. It's a favorite artist, my daughter. So, a big canvas we did, and we both were painting on it, and I sold it. And she was not happy about that. Uh, <laughs> I told her, but that's what we were doing.
tip for so and last year I was trying to follow uh, Monet with my flowers because that's his whole garden that is right. his garden and I did that last summer for something different to do okay. I just went out and took pictures of them and made sure my painting was my garden yeah. which is fun that's a totally different style than I paint in right yeah so I had to but I did it yeah, that's cool. Yeah, that's something cool. different. Nobody will ever see them, but they are there. I guess. Gotcha. So like, we talked a little bit about your process. Um, maybe we could talk a little bit more about it. Um, so you go from the photograph to the drawing, and, um, you know, like, I'm always interested in how other artists work because it, it could some, there are little similarities, and then on the other hand, there are big variations. So now, like, most of the time um, when I'm working, I like to work to, like, music or yeah. or something playing in the background. Do you... Yes, I do. I do that. And a lot of times, what I also do in this type of painting is I will look at my painting and, like, all day long. And then, so the next day, I, I, and I look at the picture a lot, it, a lot of it's in my brain already, where I can okay. do a lot of memory out of it because I... I just keep looking at them and I try to look at what am I doing wrong on this one that's not looking like a photo stuff like that mm -hmm. I seem to soak that in if I take like 24 hours and just stare at them right yeah gotcha. <laughs> yeah it, it works yeah no I, I can imagine yeah, yeah just... for that type of painting it does mm -hmm. work so it is like a lot of foresight like a lot of planning goes into it yes and no a lot of people think it does for me uh, it does, if I find the right photograph I want, that's all I need. Other than that, I'm, I'm good. It's getting the right reflections. Gotcha. Have you ever painted a photograph that you haven't taken yourself? Yeah. Yeah, I have. It's just, it, the height is the problem. He can okay. get, you know, sometimes I hold the camera up, but I'm still not really seeing Mm -hmm. what I'm doing that's pretty basically why he takes it is his height okay. <laughs> yeah, I've been looking at this one I see him here now yeah <laughs> yeah he's in the sunglasses of her oh yeah well <laughs> yeah it's a, well it's a fun little thread it is when I them. tell people that are looking at him all they were like oh wow <laughs> look at that <laughs> I was like yeah took me years to figure that out but that's what mm. I was seeing <laughs> wow hmm so did you just think it was just another person who I happened just thought to be there? It, yes. I just thought it was part of the painting and another person until I really looked at it. And I'm like, Mark, that's you. And so we got them all out and we were looking at them. <laughs> wow. Have you ever um, painted like someone else's photograph? Like one that no, probably, uh, never have. No, okay. never had. Any reason or just for this, you know... I think it's the way I see. Okay. Because artists always see different, you mm. know? Right. And I think it's the way I see. I wouldn't be able to do somebody else's because I'm not seeing it. Right. Yeah, because even when Mark was taking, Nick takes the picture for him, I have to put him in a certain spot because he okay. doesn't even really see what I'm seeing. Gotcha. So I have to point little things out and he's like, oh, okay, I got it. So it has to be the way I see. So what um what is your process like maybe for the the snowman painting or like the painting of your cat is it a little bit looser? Well, the snowman, I don't know what made me do that. I just went upstairs 
they have no faces on. I made sure that everyone had a different hat or a scarf on it. Mm -hmm. It I don't know really. I just did it. Hmm. And a lot of people think it's likes that it doesn't have faces. I have people that come over and say, Where are the faces? <laughs> and then other people saying, I really like that there's no faces on them. So I yeah, guess it's, it's the cool. way you look at it. Right. Yeah, I don't really know where that came from. I just did it. That makes for good art though, sometimes, you know, just kind Oh, of definitely. It. Yeah, I don't usually like put so much like memory or this or that or planning. But it's still cool, you know, I mean it's almost like random access memory, you know. Yeah, like my one artist friend, of course, all I know are Marks. Um, he does these real big paintings. They're really good, but they're all just him. And he, this, he says he can't even look at it because he doesn't know how I do it. <laughs> and I'm like, Mark, I'm just painting. I mean, look at what you do. And he's like, no, no, no I don't care. I don't care. I can't look at it. <laughs> okay. I'm like, okay, you don't have to. <laughs> no, this is amazing. It's like, you know, flat, flat canvas, but like multiple sort of, I don't know, dimensions or just like light screens laid on top of each other. It's yeah, and that's cool. what people notice after they look at them a while. They keep saying, look at what's way back there. And that's exactly what they see is the, the, how far it goes back. And now this one, though, the one of Troy, that one was one of the ones I did in the late 80s. And there is no reflections in it. Yeah, it's just a photograph? Yeah, it's just a photograph. And um, that happens to be everybody's favorite. Whenever they're looking at my paintings, they all go for that one. I, and I don't understand mm -hmm. that. <laughs> to me, I'm like, right. but it's, you know, it's totally different. But they do, and they know where it is. I don't know if that has to do with it or not. They always know it's upstate New York somewhere. Mm -hmm. Or some people have oh. actually pointed out that that's Troy, New York. Like, yeah. Do you know if these buildings are still there? Or yes, they are. I just somebody just sent oh, this street right here. They completely mm. redid. Because oh, you got to wow. remember, that's like the end of the '80s, okay. and you can see it was falling apart to begin with. Mm. But yeah, somebody bought the buildings and they're completely redoing them. Thank God. Mm. What grabbed me about it were the cars, you know, and just the. Because although it's not the same level of reflect, reflection mm -hmm. as um, your other paintings, something about like those cars, like just you really nailed just the, the reflection of even just the sun oh, off okay. of them. But yeah, yeah, a lot of people do say that too. It's the cars. Like, yeah. Okay. yeah. It's funny, like streets are probably never going to look like that again. Yeah, and you can still see old. some cobblestones in it too. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was old. Yeah, now that it's changed, you know, that you've now marked a moment in time. Mm. I would like to go back and take some more pictures of it. Mm -hmm. Newer pictures. Right. Just yeah. to do it. So you can right. see the difference. Yeah. Yeah, the jewelry store is the one that won second place at the Buck Hill um, oh. art show five years ago, I'm guessing. Okay. Yes. So, um, I had not... You mentioned your teacher. Um, I don't want to miss. Did I miss Shalom Newman is okay. his name. I don't know if he got it right. The, the gentleman that wrote that. I don't. Okay. Know. Um, and he he I had not heard of him before. Before this, what kind of art did yeah, he do? He the infusion is um, 
he takes paintings now, like, of course he's an excellent painter, he does a painting, but then he builds it out with like old toys or um, uh, years ago, like toys I played with when I was a kid and everything. And then he does a uh, type of music um, that he writes and he puts it on it so when you walk by it, it's, it goes off and it starts doing all this stuff. You should, it's, he's in Easton now. We just. Oh, that's oh. it. Same dude. Yeah, Same we dude. were actually there. Isaac's grandfather brought us to his gallery and we seen his show. Yeah. As you were saying, I'm like, wait a minute. Yeah. Bill's yeah. Not toys. And we hadn't seen him in, since 1979 because that's the year he left Pittsburgh. So Mark and I asked whoever was there, is he here? And they said, yes. I said, could you ask him to come down so we could say hello to him? He asked us up. And when we walked in there, the look on his face, we were like the last students he had mm-hmm. before he left Pittsburgh. And when I showed him what I was doing, he was like, wow. I mean, I said, see what you did? You know, and that made him feel so good. That he actually had two students that are doing what he had something to do with. It was so cool talking to him. It really was. So he gave us a book and he signed it and everything and he asked us to please please come back and see him again. So we will. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was really cool. It really yeah, we was. we ended up just by chance. Um, Isaac and I were down at Easton and and we and so, so as soon as you mentioned toys, I was like, wait a minute, that's what what's the same. <coughs> yeah, that's what he did after part of his thing. That's what he's doing right now. Okay. Yeah. Oh, and to see his studios and the stuff that was in there was incredible. Yeah. Beautiful yeah. building he bought. Yeah, their stuff, yeah. Yeah, yeah we, um, we were invited up too. Yeah, um, same thing. Oh, cool. Yeah, because I, I was, Isaac's grandfather was bringing me around with my portfolio to show it to galleries and places down in Easton. And um, that was the last place he brought us to, was Shalom's Gallery. And there was someone down in the in the front. I don't know if it was his son or who it was. I don't. I, yeah, I don't know who we asked either. Okay, we asked if, if Shalom was there, and he went away. He said, "Oh, I'll check." And he went away for what seemed like a while. And he came back. He says, "You guys can go up." So like, wow. Right. Shalom was <laughs> there. Oh, he is. He's, and he's no different than he was, you know, forty years ago. He's wow. no different, and. Yeah, so it was cool. He told us about, I don't know, I can't remember what country is where a lot of his stuff is in the museums. Okay. Wow. Yeah. So, Mm. yeah, it was very cool. Wow. That's fun. I just like showing him that he actually has a student that is literally doing what he showed me how to do. So it was very cool. And my husband was in that same class. Oh, okay. And he can't do it, he says. And... My husband's a very good artist, mm-hmm. and but he says he can't do that. And I was like, okay, whatever. We both did one in school. <laughs> right. He says he doesn't have the patience to sit there and do that. Yeah, it seems like it would be really challenging to kind of like make stuff look sort of transparent mm-hmm. and like solid. Just... Yeah, and that's glazes. After you um, do the whole painting, then you go back, glazes that um, wood make it appear that you're seeing a reflection. Of course, you know, you understand that when you look in a window, you can see that. Right. Yeah, and that's how you, you do that part. 
with a certain amount of glaze or whether you need a white one or a dark one or the color that you're doing you mm -hmm. just do it that way so it depends on um, the color the glaze is going over mm -hmm. which one you choose. yeah it will change it okay. it's very thin and you can see the painting through it but it just changes the shade of it and everything mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so like I mean, for instance here like this this car here like mm -hmm. you see like the the bars through it like would that just have been painted with just pure glaze, you know what I mean? It's no, no, no. It's all painted first. All painted. I got you. Then you look at it and you see which area needs that so on it. Because sometimes yeah. I paint it where I don't need to do the glaze because whatever shade I got was perfect and mm -hmm. I didn't need to do, do this, the glaze part on it. Oh, got gotcha. you. Yeah, I don't know what it is. I mean, yeah, it's just like way more sort of dimensions of what it actually is. It's pretty cool. You know, like I wonder like who the first person really was to like sit down and sort of like, you know, sort of overlay two worlds on top of each other. Yeah. Like and that. that was one thing about Shalom. He, he taught us all how to do this, but he did not do it. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. It's not the way he paints, mm -hmm. which, you know, like I can teach anybody how to do that, right. but I do it. So, mm, but he's really just a great, great artist, great guy. He really is. Yeah, it was it was fun meeting him, and not like going in completely, like not expecting, not knowing what to expect. Um, and his his apartment was so vast, yeah. and there was art everywhere. Yep. There was art everywhere, so you you feel it, you know, when as soon as you we walk as soon as we walked in, right. at least to, to my experience doing it. Yeah. yeah, and I didn't know, I almost didn't know what to say. Yeah. Like, Here I am, like I have this portfolio, and I feel like like such a such a slug to a degree. If you want, oh, he's yeah. he's but so he was, many areas yeah. that yeah. artists can do that. Yeah. yeah, when we walked in there, of course he didn't remember us, but we were just like wow. And we we well Mark knew what he was doing with the infusion because he he is stuck online with him forever. I didn't. I thought he was still into his little drawings that he did mm -hmm. and just his paintings. Okay. So that for me, that was really cool to see what he was doing. Right. Because it's it's very different from what I remember he did. It was a, it was a trip. Yeah. It really was. I can imagine me at least Mark and I knew him. Yeah. <laughs> you guys are just walking in there. Yeah. <laughs> and this was it was our last stop on this little tour we were on um, before we left. <laughs> So we had seen art that was all very nice and, and just kind of more on the realm of normal in comparison. So for that to be our last stop and we walk into this voices all going and then you just um, like we just kept like walking our way through and things just getting bigger and louder. Yeah, <laughs> the stuff was so big we were just like wow we didn't know he was going that direction. Right. But yeah. Right, yeah, good. I'm glad you got there because he's well one of the artists. Everybody should see oh, what yeah. he actually does. Right. Yeah. Yeah, he's yeah. very impressive. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah, just like some artists too, you know, like just the sheer volume of work they have is just like insane. Like, I got yeah. maybe like one or two books, you know, with like pages missing, but like just I don't know, like the whole building was just. Stuff. Like, Even wow. me, I have so many paintings that were not finished. You gotta oh, remember yeah. my age. So there's a big amount of paintings that 
But I've been pulling them out and doing finishing them. Okay, I was just gonna it, ask it, you. It, it, yeah, it gives you something to keep your mind on and everything. Mm-hmm. And okay. it, it's it, it's nothing I'll forget to pull an old one out and do because I have the photo and yeah. Okay. That was that's my goal. Finish what you started. <laughs> <laughs> Is it a different experience pulling out an old one and, and revisiting it? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what, but sometimes it's like if you would have just finished it, you wouldn't be here. That type of act. Right. <laughs> so, well, I can relate. But that's my goal, to sit and finish them all. Every artist should try to do that, actually. Mm-hmm. Some are, I mean, Mark's not so bad with his starting and not doing. Uh, I'm starting to do that with music, I think, a little bit. Like, I just have just a lot of, like, voice memos, just ideas or whatever, and, like, after a certain, only a certain amount of time can pass before I start to like, you know, like taking them all out, maybe like building them into something, because it's just kind of... Yeah. Well, yeah, it's one thing to just have them kind of sitting there, sort of unfinished or unformed, and then like actually, you know, making something of it. Yeah, that's what my goal is right now. <laughs> yeah. I was, when, when I was going through artists to like the next batch... To record for this, mm-hmm. um, Isaac was here, and I was rattling them, these names off to him. And when he told me that, like, when we figured it out, almost like <laughs> we figured out that we all met Shalom, and this is who you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, we figured out that you were his teacher, and he told me about that. I was like, oh, this has to happen. <laughs> now, yeah, this absolutely, this episode has to happen. Oh. So that was. <laughs> Yeah, it was cool. Cause yeah, just just for the the I'm sure the surprise factor of of seeing Isaac was cool. Oh I gosh, mean, when I went to the site that you were, I'm reading his name, I'm like, is this Isaac? <laughs> you know, so I messaged him right away. Oh, okay. I was like, Isaac, is that you? Uh, that's I didn't cool. know what Isaac's been doing. Four years ago, you graduated. Uh, three, yeah, 2016. Yeah. I saw Johnny yesterday. He was in your oh, class. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. But yeah, to see Isaac there, I was like, I definitely gotta go see Isaac. Yeah, cool. <laughs> yeah, it's been a while. Yeah. Well, I'm glad we got to do this. We're at the end of our of our slot here, but I do really appreciate you coming on and talking about your art. Oh, I appreciate you having and, me. And here. It was great to meet you. You too. You're, you're welcome. No problem. Cool. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> and before you guys go, I just want to pass along that some of my artwork is being featured at the Brick and mortar art gallery and design studio um so if you find yourself in the eastern area or you live in the eastern area you should go check out the whole show it's really good and that is the gallery is at 1247 simon boulevard easton pennsylvania talk to you next time thank you for listening to the planet shivers podcast this production and others can be found on itunes soundcloud and archives.org it can also be found with video content on the Albert Shivers YouTube channel. You can find even more content on Facebook at Albert Shivers Visual Artist and on Instagram at Albert Shivers. You can find Isaac Wilson's work on Instagram at when in Zen. That's when underscore in underscore Zen. Thank you again for listening and don't forget to like and subscribe.